today on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag. You have to understand that this is a discipline. My mind is disciplined. And I'm going to take that thought and I'm going to make sure that it's compatible and consistent with what God's Word says. And if it's not compatible and consistent with what God's Word says, then out you go. No entry. You cannot come in. I don't care if you wear a mask. You're still not coming in. (laughs) Sorry, I had to. That's just whatever. You're listening to In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. is currently teaching through the book of 2 Timothy. The world, the flesh, and the devil want you to live in and react to fear. There's plenty going on right now to cause you to be fearful for the future. But as Pastor J.D. will be teaching today, God's got a way to beat that fear. You'll be reminded about reality from God's viewpoint and how you can learn to see things His way. Now, be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. But for now, here's Pastor J.D. in 2 Timothy chapter 1 with today's edition of In Spirit and Truth. How do you fan the flame? How do you rekindle that which burns so bright at one time? How does faith come? By hearing the Word of God. It's been said that one week without God's Word makes one week. Come on, you got that right. Tell me you got that right. Yeah. Do I need to do that over again? That was a play on words, by the way. Every time we get into the Word, the Word gets into us, and it's like putting another log on the fire, the fresh fire on the altar of God's Word. I wonder when it was, what it was that Paul did, but it seems that God had Paul lay his hands on Timothy when God called Timothy. And you kind of get a glimpse of what Timothy's personality was like. He was kind of one of those introverts, easily intimidated, kind of shy a little bit. Isn't that how it is, though? God chooses the shy (laughs) to get up in front of people and preach and teach the Word. You know why, by the way, right? It's because only He gets the glory. Because when they look at someone like a Timothy, and I pray someone like myself, and they say, wow, (laughs) if God can speak through him, (laughs) he can speak through anyone. That's true. God chooses the foolish things to confound the wise, the weak to shame the strong. But it seems that the difficulties Timothy faced had gotten the best of him. And it was the reason why that flame needed to be rekindled. Let me just say lastly on this before we go to verse 7. If there was ever a time that we needed to rekindle the flame, the fire of our faith, that time is now. 
See, we're all prone to neglect it. You know how it is, not so much here in Hawaii, but when you neglect a fire, it's going to eventually go out. There's two ways to put a fire out, neglect it or pour water on it. Either way, it's going out. And maybe for some here today, you've neglected it. And it's starting to kind of fizzle out. You know how it is when you even blow on it? It's rekindled anew. The second one is in verse 7, and it's a biggie. Some of your translations render this verse. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. It's a very well-known verse, often quoted verse, but I think we do err greatly thinking that we fully understand what it is that Paul by the Spirit is saying to Timothy, and what the church, what the Holy Spirit is saying to us as a church today. The word for fear carries with it the idea of being intimidated, cowering or faltering, under the fear and the intimidation. And what Paul is saying is, this is no time to shrink back. This is no time to be intimidated or to be given over to fear, because the Holy Spirit does not give us fear. What does the Holy Spirit give us? Power. Dunamis in the original language, where we get our English word for dynamite. I just had to say it like that. Dunamis, dynamite. Reminds me of that sitcom of old. I'm sorry to do this for those of you, but I just had a flashback. What was that one sitcom? Dynamite! Yeah? Well, that's what it is. It's the power of the Holy Spirit. And not just power, because the Holy Spirit doesn't just empower us, but the fruit of the Holy Spirit is this next word that Paul says, and it's the word love. And then, that's not all. Sorry if that sounds like an infomercial. (laughs) But get this. Power, love, and a disciplined mind. Stay with me the power, the ability, the empowering, the enabling to discipline our minds the way we would discipline our children. You need to be a strict disciplinarian with your mind, because that's where the battleground is. And Satan knows it. He doesn't want you to know it, because then, see, he's going to put thoughts in your mind, and if you don't have a disciplined mind, You're like, no way. He's right there, yeah, way. No. And there's the fear. And then we cower under the weight, the crushing weight of that fear. Fear is a killer. And not just in the spiritual sense, but in the physical sense too. Do you know how much damage is done physiologically? Just because of fear, it affects every part of your body. 
And that's why we have to have disciplined minds. And this is what Paul was referring to when he said, take every thought captive, catch it. Don't just let it in and set the table and invite it in for dinner. Here comes this thought. It's not of the Lord, because the Lord's not going to ever give you a fearful thought. So here comes this thought. (laughs) Do you hear what the pastor preached on Sunday? It's coming. What am I going to do? And Satan's right there. Fear. You take that and you say, not so fast. You have to understand that this is a discipline. My mind is disciplined. And I'm going to take that thought and I'm going to make sure that it's compatible and consistent with what God's Word says. And if it's not compatible and consistent with what God's Word says, then out you go. No entry. You cannot come in. I don't care if you wear a mask. You're still not coming in. (laughs) Sorry, I had to. That's just whatever. It's kind of like... (laughs) not compatible with God's Word, no entrance, you know. You can't come in. You probably already know where I'm going with this, so I might as well just get to the point. This is no time to be afraid. Fear (laughs) instead of faith at a time like this. It's been said, it's I love sayings like this. Sadly, they become cliche. But it's been said, we don't know what the future holds, but we know who holds the future. There's a lot of things right now, particularly here in America, that are very uncertain. What's going to happen? Well, I don't know. But here's what I do know. God is seated on the throne. Seated on the throne. We talked about this at the Prophecy Update. He's not pacing back and forth in front of the throne. Is this how we think in our undisciplined minds? Do we actually think that God was surprised by what happened? And here we're praying, oh Lord, Lord, Lord. They're they're trying to steal the election. Could you imagine the response? What? When did this happen? Gabriel, Michael, get over here. And then, of course, for those of you like me, and it's okay, you know, you kind of look at your news feed and Here's all these reports, breaking news, you know, voter fraud. And then there's these videos on social media showing these people filling in ballots. No, for real. Yeah. Big, big, uh, you know, loads of ballots just out of nowhere. Oh, hey, we forgot these. Oh, really? Come on. And then what's our first response? Right? Lord, do you see what they're doing? (laughs) It's it's what one has called 
instructional prayers. You know what instructional prayers are? No, they're prayers that we pray and then we give God instructions on how to answer the prayer. I can just hear God say, you need my help? You, you, You want to try to help me? You want to help me? Don't help me. I know what I'm doing. I got everything under control. Yeah, but Lord, did you see that video? It was on Twitter. Yeah, I saw that video. I was actually there when it happened. Yeah, but I'm afraid they're going to steal the election. Really? That doesn't come from the Lord. That's not the Lord. Discipline your mind. God has given us a spirit of power. The Holy Spirit gives us power. The Holy Spirit gives us love. This third one's going to get a little bit more uncomfortable. Actually, the fourth one's really uncomfortable, but you can't leave because we'll all notice if you walk out. So (laughs) it's it's in the, unless of course we bow our heads and close our eyes, then you can, but we're not going to do that. So you're not getting off. You're not getting out of this. First part of verse 8. This is no time to be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. What Paul says here is very interesting for a number of reasons, not the least of which is that many had already, up to this point, later in Paul's life, abandoned him and abandoned the gospel and the truth and the Lord. Why? Because of how difficult it was. The storm was raging, the persecution off the charts. And it was actually illegal to be a Christian. In America, we've had it too good for too long. And now, something like this happens, and the future looks very uncertain, and it shakes us to the core, because our foundation was built upon the sand, and not the rock. They had all abandoned, in fact, towards the end of the chapter, Paul's going to name them. How would you like that for like 2,000 years to have your name recorded in the pages of Holy Writ as abandoning the faith and the truth. Oh my goodness. But not Timothy. Timothy was so loyal, so committed, and I believe that endeared Timothy to Paul so much. Did you notice that when Paul says this about not being ashamed. He says, don't be ashamed of me either. They were ashamed of Paul. Think about this. In that day, in that time, you're preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ in that kind of an environment. And by the way, Caesar Nero was in the White House at the time. I had to say it like that just to put it into perspective. But you know who Caesar Nero was, right? Well, let me just tell you a little bit about him. Maybe it'll fill in some of the blanks. This man was so evil, 
demon-possessed. And he hated Christians. And he took Christians and he covered them in tar, and he lit them on fire and burned them alive, and then he would ride around in his chariot with his male homosexual men in the chariot, and he would mock them saying, you're the light of the world. That's who's going to behead Paul, by the way. That's what's happening here. And again, Paul is unjustly imprisoned in this dungeon. And there were those who were distancing themselves from Paul and with it the gospel because they were ashamed. You have to also keep in mind in that culture, they put the emphasis on man. And so you're preaching this message about a man that was put on a Roman cross and crucified, and you claim that he was risen again on the third day. And oh, your mentor, Timothy et al., He's, he's in prison, left to die. Certainly he will die. And they pulled back. Why? They were ashamed. They were ashamed of the gospel. Romans chapter 1, verse 16, the Apostle Paul writing to the church in Rome says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. And here's why. For it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first, and also for the Greek. If there was ever a time for us as Christians to boldly no shame, proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ that is the power to save, that day is now. And we're pulling back. I don't want to ruffle any feathers. Ruffle feathers. Yeah, but I don't want to get in there. Get in their face. Yeah, but you know, I don't want to. Listen, you had better come to the place, and I say this in love, and I say it in Jesus' name. You better come to the place where you would rather offend somebody into heaven than flatter them into hell, because that's where they're going. One last thing on this, again, famous last words, one last thing, but think this through with me. Isn't it true that when the Lord presents an opportunity for you to move someone closer to Jesus, the enemy's right there going, I wouldn't do that if I were you. What if they get mad? Yeah, I never thought of that. What if they fire back at you and, you know, what are you going to do then? Yeah, I know. Yeah, maybe it's on a good time. He won. And it happens all the time. Isn't it true that the number one fear we have as Christians is sharing our faith? Why do you think that is? You know, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. You know what he's trying to steal from us? 
the joy that comes when you share unashamed your faith in Jesus Christ. Listen, I'm not proud of this. I've done a lot of drugs in my life before coming to Christ. And there is no high like the high of leading someone to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And of course the enemy does, well, hello? Here's the enemy going, no, not them. I've been trying to keep them away from Jesus for years. And here you come along. Oh, no, you don't. Oh, yes, I do. Because is that not true? The enemy will do everything he can. He'll stop at nothing and do everything to keep someone from coming to Jesus Christ. And then when they do, he shifts his strategy. And now he'll do everything he can to distance us from Jesus Christ and stop us from sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. The Apostle Paul quite bluntly says, don't be so ignorant. Don't be ignorant. I love how the King James translates it. The wiles of the devil. I just said, it just sounds like what it is. The wiles of the devil. These are his strategies. And in Ephesians 6, where that well-known passage where the Apostle Paul likens our spiritual warfare, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against, and he lists four entities, the principalities, the powers of darkness, the wickedness in high places. And he goes on to metaphorically connect all parts of this spiritual battle with parts of the armor. You know what's really interesting about that? is that the verbiage, the words he uses in the original language, carries with it the idea of the enemy as a military strategist. You know those World War II photos, where it shows Hitler and all of his other demon-possessed men next to him? And they're studying, strategizing over a map. I hope this doesn't Actually, I do hope this messes you up, because it needs to, needs to wake you up too. The enemy has a map of your Christian life, and he's studying it, and he's strategizing. And he's waiting for that optimum time to attack you with fear, to attack you with being ashamed of the gospel, to attack you with cowardice. So you pull back and just kind of cower under the weight of that. He studies you like that. Don't be ignorant of that. Thanks for joining us for today's edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. We hope you continue to be encouraged in your faith as we learn from the book of 2 Timothy together. One of the greatest lessons from this book is that it doesn't matter how young or old you are, if God calls you to something, answer His calling. He's faithful to use you and your giftings to further the kingdom in powerful ways. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. As always, we encourage you to keep studying the Bible on your own. If you'd like to hear more of Pastor J.D.'s teachings in this series, you'll be able to find them at InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. Maybe as you've been listening today, you've become aware that you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus. 
You may already read the Bible. You may even attend church. But have you surrendered your life to Christ? If not, today's the day to make that change. If you're not sure where to start, please visit InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com right now and find the ABCs of Salvation under the Resources tab. This will give you step-by-step instructions and will answer questions you might have about why this is important. We also encourage you to be a part of a church. If you're ever in the Kaneohe area, we would love to have you join our church family. Come visit Calvary Chapel Kaneohe on Sundays and Thursdays for a time of worship, fellowship, and in-depth Bible study with Pastor J.D. You can find out more and get directions at our website. Again, that's InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. Thanks for joining us for In Spirit and Truth.